The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Business is a competition. There are winners and losers. There's always someone trying to take your business away. And in business, just like sports, there are players, there are coaches, and there is a scoreboard. Welcome to The Business Locker Room with Kelly Riggs. Whether you're a manager, executive, business owner, salesperson, or entrepreneur, The Business Locker Room is a show that will create content and conversations that will help you improve your business. Now, let's join your host, Kelly Riggs. And great to have you in the business locker room. Thanks for joining us. It's the show with compelling conversations and useful content that you can use to improve your business, whether you're a sales rep, a manager, a business owner, an executive, an entrepreneur, or maybe you have an interest in marketing or social media or business strategy, anything related to business. The Business Locker Room is absolutely the show for you. Welcome to the Business Locker Room. I am your host, Kelly Riggs. I want to tell you how you can find us. First off, on Twitter, you can follow me, at Kelly Riggs. And when you're talking about the show, use hashtag BizLockerRoom. Of course, we have the website as well, BizLockerRoom.com. And I do want to encourage you to send me emails. Uh, Tell us about the show. Tell us about your responses to the show. Or if you just have questions, make sure you give me a shout, Kelly at bizlockerroom.com. I also want to say thank you very much to our partner in the show, 4D Sales. We'll tell you a lot more about them as we go along, but an exciting new tool that you want to become familiar with, 4dsales.com. Today's show, boy, we have got a lot of things going on. I'm very excited to have Danny Cahill joining us. Of course, Danny Cahill, the Season 8 winner of The Biggest Loser, lost over 55% of his body weight, 239 pounds, he dropped in seven months. Absolutely astounding accomplishment for him. We're going to talk a lot today about personal transformation, what it does for you in business. Learn a little bit more about Danny's story, which is just an absolutely incredible story. We'll have Miles Austin along as well. We'll talk X's and O's with Miles, as we always do, talking technology. This week, we're going to talk about Evernote. Evernote, the application that you can use to organize your business life, your personal life, everything in between. Miles has got a lot of great insight into that tool. I'm excited because I think that I am going to be a convert in talking with Miles. Looks like that's going to be a tool that I'm going to need to use as well. Whether you're a salesperson, a business owner, uh, an author, a consultant, a lot of different uses for that tool. And the more I learn about it, the more I like it. So we're going to have to take a look. Last week, Miles, by the way, was talking about a tool called Refresh and a very exciting piece of uh, software that you can use. And I did receive a very interesting email from uh, someone at Refresh telling me about their CEO, Bob and Shaw, and the story of how he came up with that particular piece of software, that application. 
And I'm excited to talk to him about that. We're going to have him on a future show and talk about how he came up with the idea for Refresh while he was in Afghanistan with Tommy Thompson, of all people. So that'll be a future show and a lot of fun. Also, we had planned to have on a guest today, Robert Clara, who's a feature writer for Adweek. And uh, unfortunately, he will not be able to make it. It seems jury duty came calling. He sent me an email during the middle of the week and said, you're not going to believe this. It's going to be jury duty for me, and there is no way out. That's the black hole. So he will not be emerging for a while. We'll be sure and get Robert on a future show. He had written a couple of interesting articles recently that I was interested in. But one most recently, what if millennials are sort of like everyone else? And he was looking at that from a marketing perspective. I can assure you, millennials are not like everyone else. I'm sure that will get me in trouble, but uh, I think most people would agree that they've, they've grown up in an atmosphere much, much different than what I grew up in. These are people who have never been without electronic gadgets at their disposal. And I can remember in my household, I'm that old, we didn't even have a microwave oven. So it, it goes back a ways. The, the interesting article that came across my desk this week, I want to spend a little bit of time with before we jump over and talk to Danny Cahill in our next segment. The Behaviors That Define A Players. This was an HBR blog network post by two writers, Jack Zenger and Joseph Folkman. This was published on April 11th, so just a couple of days ago. And it was talking about the behaviors that define A players. And I don't think there's anybody in business, whether you're a sales manager, a general manager, you own your own business, whether you have a half a dozen employees or you've got hundreds I think that's one of the things that people are always talking about is, is how do you find A players and just having the opportunity to define some of those de- behaviors that define A players and being able to find how you can identify those I, th- I think is a big deal. And the very first one that came out of this is the single most powerful differentiator between average and high power players are that they set stretch goals and adopt high standards for themselves. And while that may sound somewhat pedestrian, something that would be obvious, the article says the best individual contributors set and meet stretch goals that go beyond what others thought were possible. And they also encouraged others to achieve exceptional results. It's interesting in my work and in my speaking across the country, frequently, especially at the first of the year, I will ask people, How many of you have set goals? And it is amazing. How many of you not only have set those goals, but written them down and are using them as a guide in your business career, whether you're in sales or an entrepreneur or a manager, you're running a department. It is amazing how few people actually do set goals. In fact, I've had people suggest that uh, setting goals is counterproductive. Uh, I'm not a I'm not buying into that. I think setting goals are absolutely critically important. However, setting goals without context, without a plan, a course that is charted to achieve those goals, I think is dead on arrival. But this is identified as the single most powerful differentiator, a potential employee for your company. And you can ask the question, tell me about a time that you have set goals and reached those goals their ability to talk about that and talk about it in some detail would certainly give you some indication if they are that kind of individual. It says, when we asked Raiders to select the four skills they thought were most important for an individual contributor to have, less than one in 10 chose high goals. It appears that they expected 
is a behavior that separates top performers from average. The less effective individual contributors are excellent sandbaggers. Having concluded that the biggest consequence of producing great work and doing it quickly is more work. They fear their managers will keep piling on tasks until they reach a point where they can't accomplish all that's assigned. So interesting dichotomy when you think about it. It seems that the A players that are out there are people who are goal-oriented, task-oriented, to the, to the degree that they know the finish line that they're running to. They've defined that very clearly. And in my experience, taking those goals and simply thinking about them is, is not the equivalent of having very clear goals. Those goals are written down. They have step-by-step processes by which we'll achieve those goals. Many more on, on this particular article, The Behaviors That Define Eight Players by Jack Zenger and Joseph Folkman in Harvard Business Review blog. They also work collaboratively, meaning they're very good in working with others. Individual contributors uh, tend to have the ability to solve problems and may have individual expertise, but if they don't work well with others, they don't, they don't reach that A-list category. Uh, other things is, is that they, they embrace change, and I find that to be a critical aspect of A-players, is, is they have the ability to understand that change is necessary even to, and to see it and to be able to work towards it. In fact, the very next trait is that A players take initiative. Certainly can't begin to tell you how many people that I've talked to in terms of business owners, managers, those general managers, those kinds of people who really do wish that they had people who would take initiative, who would embrace change, and in fact would set stretch goals and adopt high standards. Well, anyway, we'll talk more about about that article and others in the future, especially want to have Robert Clara on board when we talk about what if millennials are sort of like everyone else after he comes out of the black hole that is jury duty. But we're going to take a quick time out. We're going to come back and we are going to have Danny Cahill online in the business locker room. We're going to talk about his journey and what it looked like as he sat in an easy chair in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma at the astounding weight of over 400 pounds and what prompted him to make the changes in his life that led him to become the biggest loser ever. We'll come right back. You're listening to The Business Locker Room on Voice America. I'm Kelly Riggs. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. 
from the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Locker Room, the show with compelling conversations and useful content that you can use to improve your business. Thanks for joining us. I'm Kelly Riggs. Hey, next week in the Business Locker Room, I want to really encourage you to be around. We're going to talk blah, blah, blah. Her name is Terry Langan. She is a uh, the CEO, the chi- or COE, she says, the chief of everything at Blah 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 Inc. She is a marketing guru, and uh, we've got a great, great topic lined up for next week. If you're one of those people that has to sell your business uh, to other companies, you know, if you if you have to do presentations, if you're a salesperson, if you're responding to proposals and so forth, and you have, you're one of the people on the short list and you have to make a presentation, she's going to talk about all types of tips, techniques, tricks, things that we can do to become more effective that, at that and how we can truly differentiate ourselves. You won't want to miss that next Monday, 3 o'clock Central, 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern. Make sure you join us. Well, we've got Danny Cahill joining us in the business locker room. and Danny is, is quite a story. I had the opportunity uh, to meet him a few years ago, not too very long after he became the season eight winner of The Biggest Loser, losing 239 pounds. And if you talk with him long enough, he'll tell you that uh, really what happened that was important is he learned the importance of living with a healthy mental attitude and physical lifestyle. He is now recognized as the biggest loser ever, and he's had quite a journey since uh, taking on that title. He has appeared on the Today Show, the Jay Leno Show, live with Regis and Kelly, much, much more. His uh, media resume is, is quite lengthy. Danny, welcome into the business locker room. Hey, how are you doing today? Danny, I'm fantastic, and I'm excited to have you on board. A lot of people have responded, really excited about hearing about your story. Many people do know that story, but many people do not. The first time I had the opportunity to hear you speak, uh, you, you, you talked very somberly about sitting in your easy chair in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and one evening, your little girl came and jumped up in your lap as she was getting ready for bed and put her arms around you and gave you a big hug and a kiss and said, Daddy, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. And as you tell it, uh, that was that was one of those moments in your life that had quite an impact and, and caused some significant change in your life. It was. when In your life or your business or wherever you are, if you, when you get stuck, you've got to have a reason to get unstuck. And uh, if the reasons uh, to get be unstuck aren't big enough in your mind and in your heart to get unstuck, then you, you know, to, uh, you'll remain stuck. <laughs> That's where I was, 460 pounds, uh, sitting in my, uh, sitting in my living room, watching television. My daughter walks in, says, daddy, I want to be just like you. And that made my heart soar sky high. And then she said the words that changed my life, which was, I want a belly just like yours. Well, that did change my life because my stomach was 69 and a half inches around. And that's just about an inch and a half less than I am tall. So wow, I was like, Hey, uh, you don't want to be like me. You don't want that, you know? And that's when a father has to sit there and say, I don't want my kids to be like, like I am now. Right. That was a catalyst. And that was the why that I found that was that, that, that propelled me to say, this has got to change. And until you get to that moment, when you say something's got, there's something better for me or there's something better for my business and something's got to change, um, then you're where you are and you're not going to move. 
Well, that's really powerful. You know, the, when I heard you tell the story the first time, you said, you know, uh, the interesting thing about being at that weight is that you can lose 65 pounds and look in the mirror. The problem is you can't tell the difference. And for you, you you had success. I mean, by anybody's barometer, 65 pounds is a lot of weight to lose. But like you said, you couldn't get over the hump. And that's really where your whole message began, isn't it? Exactly. You know, in life, most of the goals you set, I mean, you set short-term, short-term goals and long-term goals, and you have dreams which are even further out. Most of the goals you set don't happen quickly. I mean, unless you're setting a, a you know, a 30-day goal, uh, you know, when you're 460, you know, what I didn't understand was that you needed to set small range, uh, you know, short-range goals to get to that dream of, of being healthy again and being able to, to do the things that I did after the show, run marathons and, and, and such. And, and when I would start losing weight, I was successful. I knew how to lose weight. It was exactly what Jillian taught me on the ranch. I already knew, but I couldn't put it into play in my life, and I couldn't, I couldn't put it into my life plan uh, because whenever I would begin doing that and I would lose 20 or 30 or even, like you said, at one, at one point I lost 65 pounds and I got down into the 300s and I was so excited, um, uh, you still look in the mirror and you look exactly the same when you're that big. And most goals are that way, you know, trying to get over some hump in your business or, or, or whatever your goal is that you set. It takes time, and you've got to have faith that those steps you're taking are making a difference. And even though the scale told me I was, my eyes told me I wasn't, and wow. I would give up. I would just give up and, and, and uh, start gaining the weight back, and it was crazy. Yeah, you know, I, I can see the analogy in so much in business. If you set a revenue goal for yourself for the end of the year, if you're a salesperson or a small business owner or whatever the case may be, and, it, and it's a big goal, it's a stretch goal, and you get out to the end of the first quarter and you've fallen short a little bit, and you, you begin to think, what's it all worth? I'm never going to get there anyway. It just seems like it'd be very, very easy to quit. And, and that was really your message. You didn't need to learn how to lose weight. You needed to learn how to lose your quit. And that's really become the title of, of, of your primary presentation, hasn't it? Yes, it has. It's the title of my first uh, book, Lose Your Quit. It, you know, it's all about, um, uh, it's all about, there are things you've got to lose. Uh, there are things you've got to find on your journey. You know, like I said, you have to find your why. You know, well, Mary Claire uh, uh, supplied me with that because she opened my eyes to that. I was a father and a husband, and there were people that depended on me. You know, if you're a boss of a company, um, you, you just count your employees up. This is how many lives I have at stake, and then count all their their siblings and their uh, all their children and their and their and their spouses and all the people that that you're that are depending on you to be successful. And it's not a pressure situation. It's just a, a situation of, of how important it is that you do uh, what you were called to do. So that why you've got to find, but. The quit is what I had to lose because I kept quitting. And, and over 10 years, I counted it up one night on The Biggest Loser. We, we had a, a thing where we had to dig a hole in the sand and do all this work. And, and when you dig a hole in the sand, you dig sand out, it caves in, looks like you're making no uh, difference, just like when I used to try to lose weight where I was over 400 pounds. And after that challenge, I counted up all the times I've lost weight, and I've lost over 1,000 pounds in just over 10 years. And I thought, my goodness, I did more work. And, and, and I extended uh, more effort in quitting than if I had just followed through and lost the weight in the first place. And so all those failures, uh, the repeated failures of the same thing instead of following through, added up to more work than, than success. Wow, <laughs> so that's that incredible. Kind of crazy. 
I'm talking with Danny Cahill. Danny Cahill, Danny Cahill joins us uh, from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and he is, of course, the Season 8 winner of The Biggest Loser. You can follow him on Twitter at Danny Cahill one and also you can find him on his website, thedannycahill.com. You know, your, your career has, has really blossomed since that time, and I can only imagine. I mean, it's a great story, Danny, but yet uh, it, it, it's only a story if you don't take the same principles and then apply them in business ventures that you're, you're in following that. Tell us a little bit about how you take those same ideas and translate it into business success. Well, that's what, that's what was amazing was when I got home from The Biggest Loser and I started looking at my journey and it was just, it was six months and three weeks I was on the ranch and lost 239 pounds. And I thought, well, how do you lose 239 pounds in 210 days? How did I do that? Because people were looking at me go, that's impossible. And by all means, I thought it was. So I went back to those lessons that I learned and those things that happened to me, those turning points. I went back and looked at my journal because I journaled. That's huge. If you don't journal and you're not keeping records of, of you, then how do you know when something's uh, stagnant or something needs to change? I mean, you can go back and look at when you were having success when you're journaling and what was going on in your life, what you were doing right with those things that you added in your life because everybody thinks you've got to take away things to succeed. Well, if I've got to succeed in losing weight, I've got to cut down on my food. Well, if you add in the right lower-calorie, high-fiber, high-filling foods, then you don't eat as, much, uh, as many calories even though you're eating the same amount of food and you can lose weight. So there's things that you can do like that that actually uh, add up to success. Some of the you things didn't... were not giving up. Um, another one was that I regretted everything I'd ever done in life, uh, every decision I made, gave, giving up music. I used to be a musician. All those things. I regretted you know, all the things I, that, that brought me to 460 pounds. By focusing on those wrong decisions, I couldn't see the right ones to make. By learning from those wrong decisions and, and, and taking, taking what I, the experience that I gained from that knowledge and changing them, that is something that is invaluable to your business. Absolutely right. But, but I think it's fair to say in some ways, and, and, I, and I want to get your take on this, but I, I would think, observing from the outside, and certainly I cannot imagine what it would be like to, to lose 239 pounds in 210 days, but I can't imagine that in some ways some of the challenges that you face, some of the, the low parts of your life really prepared you to do some of the things you did later on that gave you an appreciation for where you had been and where you had ultimately gotten to. And I think sometimes people get mired in the past to such a degree that they can never see themselves in any kind of successful situation. Is, is that a fair assessment? Oh, that's complete. You know, that's that completely true. You, you, you create your reality. I'm, I'm a complete believer in that. You know, when you were talking about writing down goals, that's one reason you write them down. That's one reason you paste them up everywhere you go. That's one reason you say them every day because you have to believe it before you can be it. And, and, and until you uh, change that belief, see, I didn't have an eating problem. I had a thinking problem. I had a belief problem. I had a belief in, uh, the belief in myself and what I could do. I have lost all, um, all, uh, faith that I could be a winner, that I could uh, achieve what I wanted, and pretty much given up on everything. And I had to change my way of thinking and my belief. And, and most of the things that hang us up in life are things that happened, you know, uh, years ago when we were a little kid. We didn't even know uh, that that one thing that teacher said or that one time that you, uh, that you completely and totally failed miserably at something and then you started believing, I'm a loser. Uh, and you, it's not even something you spoke out. It's just that little uh, etch on your heart. And until you go back and deal with those situations, um, you know, it's kind of hard to, 
deceive yourself. Tiger Woods gets up on the on the on the um, tee box and and he he pictures the perfect shot. Not mm-hmm. just that's where I want it to go because that's what your goal is. It's kind of where you want to go. He pictures the shape of the shot, the iron he's going to hit. Is he going to hit it high? Is he going to hit it low? Is he going to have to dodge this this tree over here? So he's going to have to uh, hook it around that tree. He, and he looks at it, and in his mind, he can visualize that perfect shot before he ever steps up to take the swing. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to visualize yourself as being a winner and being a, a you know succeeding at whatever goal you want to set. Absolutely right. He's Danny Cahill, The Biggest Loser, Season 8. We're going to take a quick time out. We're going to come back on the other side. We're going to talk some more to Danny. Danny's got a great new venture going on, and we're going to talk a little bit about how he's taking all of these lessons, the things that he has been through in his life, and is turning the corner and using those in a very real way. And we'll talk about how you can do the same in your business. You're listening to The Business Locker Room on Voice America. I'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Welcome back to the Business Locker Room. Great to have you on board. Make sure you check out the website, bizlockerroom.com. Send me an email, kelly at bizlockerroom. Much more information about the show, links to our guests, our past shows, previews of upcoming shows, including next week's show with Terry Langans of Blah, Blah, Blah. You don't want to miss that if you're a marketer especially. Make sure you jump on board for that one. I am your host, Kelly Riggs. You can follow me on Twitter at Kelly Riggs. And we are talking with Danny Cahill, The Biggest Loser, Season 8, who's had quite a career since that experience. And, Danny, we've been talking about that personal transformation. And and I, you said something really interesting. You said uh, you didn't have a weight problem. You had a thinking problem. You know, the other thing I, I think about when you say that is you didn't have a talent problem either. You know, you you had a thinking problem. So many people tend to put down their lack of success as something to do with talent, and many times it just has to do with thinking. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh, completely. You know, I, I believe that every person on this earth was given uh, was given the abilities they need to be successful. Um, the 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 trick is uh, finding what you're good at, what you're passionate about, and then uh, 
than finding out how to monetize it. I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, if you're, you know, too many, too many people chase the money. Don't chase sure. the money. Chase what you're passionate about, and there is a way to make money with it. And and if you can't picture yourself uh, uh, doing that, um, that's that's where you've got to go back to your uh, to your beginnings and find out. Listen, I you know I, I you know I was 18, 19 years old playing music in front of thousands of people. How did I end up 35 years old, 400 pounds, doing a career that I didn't really enjoy doing? It was it was complete belief in myself. It had gone, you know. And then I had to get that back. You know, I think most people would have the question. I, I, at least I would. I know you got down to 191 pounds. How much do you weigh today? Oh, yeah, I weigh, number one, I was, when I was 191, that was, uh, that was a crazy, crazy time in my life. You know, the recent Biggest Loser uh, winner uh, was criticized because she got down pretty low. And, of course, we're trying to win a show. Uh, right. We are definitely trying to win a show. So uh, a great, perfect weight for me is 225 pounds. Right now I weigh about 240, so I'm about 15 pounds overweight. Now this is five years after my show. Um, the odds are that people that, are, that lose more than 100 pounds, 99.1% gain most or all of the weight back within two years. So wow. the fact that I'm five years out and still over 200 pounds uh, of weight loss, uh, that is a sustaining success that I am completely proud of. Well, absolutely. At your size, 240, it looks fairly normal, I would suspect. At your size, uh, 460, not so much. So uh, congratulations (laughs) on staying there. Well, well, tell us a little bit about uh, the new business venture that you're involved in. I know that you're very close to making that happen. Give us some details. Yeah, it's all a part of how do you how do you find success? Not only that, how do you sustain it? Because, um, Finding success is one thing. Many people find success in their lives, in their finances, in their businesses. Now, sustaining that success is a different story. That's where you've got to. That's where you've got to have a plan, and that's what this is. This is a plan for people who have never been able to lose weight and, and get healthy to be able to get healthy and lose weight. And it's going to be called Simply Lose It. Um, uh, the website simplyloseit.com, and it's going to release later this year. And it's going to actually be a a meal plan and an exercise plan you can do anywhere. You don't have to have a gym. I'm going to be your coach and your trainer. Um, it's an online society that's going to give you the support you need and going to give you the plan that you need. See, most people don't find success because they don't plan for it. And what I found in life is you get what you're planning for. From day one on The Biggest Loser, uh, I had a plan. They, uh, Jillian helped me with that plan. I had to execute that plan. That was up to me. But you have to have a plan because if you go into a day and just say, I'm going to wing it, that's when you get in trouble. If you don't have a plan, you're going to fail. Do you think you would have been successful without Jillian and the other coaches on The Biggest Loser? Could you have done it on your own? Absolutely not. And the reason why I say that is, uh, yes, I knew how to lose weight, but I didn't believe in myself. And let me tell you something. When I was in high school, I played football for Midwest City High School down by Oklahoma City, and we won the state championship in 1985. Mike Gundy, that was the coach of Oklahoma State University, was our quarterback. And we had a coach that didn't just tell us, uh, didn't, and in fact, Mike Gundy called most of the plays when he was a senior, which is crazy in high school to be out there calling play. That's why he's the head coach of the college, because he had that brain. Here's what we had. We had a belief that we were a winner. We had a belief and the knowledge that we could do it. And where that comes from is from your coach. Where that comes from is from your trainer. 
And uh, those coaches and trainers at Midwest City that year, the one thing they instilled in us was that even if you aren't the best equipped team in the state, you can be the champion because it's how you believe you, it's whether you or not you believe you can do it and how, if it comes together in a team effort. So when Bob and Jillian, when I went there, the first thing they did was tear me down to shreds. Uh, the first workout, I thought, you know, the day I weighed in, first day, I jumped up on the treadmill and went 22 minutes, man, and I thought I'd conquered the world. I mean, I went 22 minutes and I thought, what a great workout. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did this. Then I went up and worked out with Bob. And it was three and a half hours long. And, yeah, I was on the treadmill for 88 minutes before he pulled me off to work me out. (laughs) So I end up on the floor completely exhausted and dying. And he says, I don't know whether you're going to be here one day or until the end of this thing, but I'm going to make you feel like you're going to be gone tomorrow because I don't know. Uh, You know, I'm. he said, I'm here, and I'm here to teach you that you – can do this. Whether you make it to the end or not, you can lose this way. You can be successful. And he actually looked up. There was a sign up on the wall, and he said, look at that word. And it said, believe. Uh, there was a word in there. He said, look at that word, believe. And he taught me what I could do. He taught me the belief that I, even even though I was 430 pounds, that I wasn't uh, immoral. And that's the, the big problem people have is, how do I I mean, they look at Mark Cuban. How can I get that successful? Well, he didn't do it overnight. He started selling stamps when he was a kid. It <laughs> happened over a journey. So what you have to do is go one step at a time and build on the success that you have today, doing a little bit more tomorrow. Well, the so, message I mean, that, that I've always... Yeah, absolutely. That's the message I've always gotten from watching that show. Jillian Michaels just says, I'm not going to allow you to be a victim. And, and, and right. I think in many ways... That's the thinking that infects so many people as life is happening to me. There's nothing I can do about it. We started off the show today talking, uh, Danny, about the behaviors that define A players from a uh, blog post from the HBR Blog Network. And, And, of course, as I've listened to you, I've just heard you recount those things. You talked about finding your passion and doing what you love to do. Then you talked about goals and setting those goals in front of you, writing them down. And then you talked about creating a plan to go step by step to reach those goals. You know, it's not sexy, but it works. Well, yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, Jillian Michaels, when she talks about the victim versus responsible mentality, um, if life, if, if you completely believe life happens to you, then you have no power to change it. Right. If you believe that are you, where you are is exactly your fault, where you are in life is because of the choices you have made, then, and you, and you accept that, and you grab hold of that, then you go, wow, I can change my choices, and therefore I can change my life. And that is, that is the key. In a victim mentality, uh, I've never seen anyone in vic- with a victim mentality get very far. At the moment they change to a responsible mentality, uh, they shoot for the moon, and they usually find, on some level, a good success. Yeah, so intriguing. One of the, the lines in my sales book that I released uh, last year, one of the lines, in fact, in, I believe in the chapter that I, I borrowed your story uh, to talk about is uh, is that victims make horrible salespeople. Victims uh, just, just never do very well at all. He's Danny Cahill, and he's got a brand-new product line coming out. Uh, it is at Simply Lose It. Dot com And it is something that you can use. You need that coach. You need somebody to lead you through it. You need somebody to be accountable to. And Danny, sounds like this is absolutely the way it's going to work for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. And you've, you've got to have the coach. But most of all, you've got to be willing to take the first step. 
Um, David Brown from Edmond, Oklahoma, uh, was a runner-up for this last season of Biggest Loser. He said something that just knocked me on my can whenever I heard it. I was in the audience during finale out in California, and he said, you know, the winning step, if I win tonight, tonight will not be the winning step. The winning step was the first. It was the step that I took, to the very first step that started the motion of the ball rolling. Um, so take that first step if you haven't. And, and find uh, you know, find your why and figure out that you can do whatever you set out to do. That is the key. Danny, great to have you on board. Thanks for joining us in the business locker room. I can't thank you enough. Well, thank you, Kelly. And, I'm, and, and anytime you need me, I'll be here for you. So just Fantastic. You bet. I appreciate that. Danny Cahill, you can find him at thedannycahill.com. You can follow him at dannycahill1 and check out the new business venture where he's going to help you lose the weight that you need to lose. If that's something that's important to you or loved ones or someone that you know about, you want to make sure you check it out. Simplyloseit.com. We're going to take our final short time out. And when we come back, we'll have Miles Austin in the business locker room. We'll be talking X's and O's and we're going to review Evernote. One of those applications that everybody knows about, but seemingly very few people are using. We're going to tell you why you need to be using it. You're listening to the Business Locker Room on Voice America. I'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Kelly Riggs is an author, a highly acclaimed speaker, and a business performance coach for companies and executives across the country. Now in his eighth year as founder and president of VMAX Performance Group, Kelly has written two books, One-on-One Management, What Every Great Manager Knows That You Don't, and Quit Whining and Start Selling, a step-by-step guide to a Hall of Fame career in sales. Both are available on Amazon.com. Is it time to put Kelly to work for you? For more information on training or consulting in sales, leadership development, or strategic planning, visit VMAXPG.com. That's VMAXPG.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. And welcome back to the Business Locker Room. Great to have you on board. It's the show with compelling conversations, useful content that you can use to improve your business, whether you're a sales rep, a manager, business owner, executive entrepreneur, you name it. If it has to do with business, we're probably going to get there here in the Business Locker Room. Thanks for joining me. I am your host, Kelly Riggs, and we welcome on board Miles Austin to talk X's and O's. Miles, good to have you on board, man. Thanks, Kelly. I'm looking forward to be here once again. It's great, and uh, as usual, I've uh, enjoyed the uh, all the conversation up till this point. Yeah, Danny Cahill was fantastic. You know, last week you and I were talking about Refresh, a brand new app that is out, and uh, I know you're a fan, and uh, and I was really impressed with it, and I got some notes from the company this week. Uh, they're really enjoying 
uh, a lot of features this week on Apple's App Store, so you guys want to make sure you check it out, refresh, and if you didn't get the details from Miles last week, you can go back and listen uh, to that show. Check us out on bizlockerroom.com, or you can go to Voice America and find it as well. Also, iTunes, or you can uh, subscribe to the RSS feed. Just a lot of ways to get the show. Best way, in my uh, estimation, Miles is to do it live. I like doing it live, but uh, they've got a lot of things going on, and I'm looking forward to having them on in a future show. Today, we want to talk about Evernote. So let's start with sort of a summary. Tell me about Evernote. What is it? What does it do? What's it for? Well, you know, and you you hit it on the the opening, is that Evernote is one of the tools that I teach that almost everyone in the audience either knows about it, most of them have already downloaded it, and the majority of people simply aren't using it. And I always, I always frame it this way. How often do you think of something that you need to remember? You know, how many times a week do you come across an idea, then you forget about it? Maybe you were dreaming about something that was just brilliant, and 10 minutes later, you completely forgot about it. It's out of your mind. And even more importantly, where does all that inspiration and things go? And so, if you if you agree with that, if you always are struggling with when and where and how and, and do I remember, Evernote is the one tool that can capture all of those little bits of information in any format that you can dream of and put them in one place and organize it to make your life that much easier. Wow. You, you know, for me, I got to be honest, I, I had previously downloaded Evernote, looked at it, and, and I think, you know, it, it dawned on me that it was a tool that I could use and it looked very helpful. But frankly, I, I never did the execution. I never implemented it at all. Do you hear that a lot? A hundred percent. In fact, it's one of the critiques I've given to the Evernote team directly. It is so powerful. There's so much there that I think it's overwhelming to people and very intimidating. And I've kind of said, and, and what we teach in the course and what we actually, what I've written about in an upcoming book is that take it step at a time and identify one specific need or one specific activity that you want to use it for. Forget about everything else. Don't be tempted by all those extra bells and whistles because as soon as you do, you go into, there's probably a hundred other things you can do with it. Prevent that. Pick one thing you want to accomplish and get really good at and use Evernote for just that purpose as you get started. Miles Austin joining us in the business locker room. You can find him on Twitter at Miles Austin. Also, make sure you're reading his blog, Fill the Funnel. Dot com. And you mentioned the book that's coming out. We'll talk about that in future shows, but you've entitled it A Jumpstart Guide to Evernote for Business. So you're, you're definitely the guy that knows how to use this tool, this tool. Let's talk about me as a salesperson, for example. I'm a sales guy. How would I use Evernote and how would it help my business? Well, you know, Kelly, it's, and, and it's really a great question because all of us function differently, right? Some of us are very, um, very, they're really good at written skills and we take really copious notes on things. Others of us are very visually oriented, and it's really kind of a what I see is what I remember and what I do. And there's others that are really excellent and excel at a verbal communication. What's really neat about Evernote is, ever, and what's probably the most impressive part, is you can create notes in any format based on your preference, your skill, or the tools and the setting that you're in. So as an example, I can take a photograph. I can use an email and save it. I can grab something online, or I can even just grab my phone and record a voice message and then have Evernote store it as an audio file and or convert that audio file to text. 
There's nothing else available that can do all of those things in one free app, by the way. Wow, that's fascinating. And, and of course, as I understand from what you've told me, everything is searchable inside of Evernote. So if in that voice uh, message that I have recorded, I use, say, Miles Austin. I, I say something about calling you or something of that nature. I stick it in Evernote. I can just go search it, and, and it'll pull it up and find it for me. Exactly right. It, it's If you think about it, the Evernote logo uh, includes an elephant. And, and we all know the old saying that an, you know, that an elephant's memory is spectacular. They never forget anything. That's really the whole core premise of Evernote. Whatever you have that's important to you now or in the future, if it's saved and added into Evernote, it will be available through a simple search capability that we all use with whether it's Google or whatever to find that information now in an hour or literally years from now. Folks, a lot of great information about Evernote, as Miles often does. He brings in all of the interesting pieces and parts of these types of technology. If you have a question for us, certainly you can contact Miles directly, but you can also get it to me, kelly at bizlockerroom.com. I'd like to hear your responses and your feedback to the tools that we discuss as well. When we talk about Evernote, Miles, I'm a guy that is a Mac user. And in Mac, I like to use Notes. Uh, it, it's nice for me because it does sync across platforms, whether it's my iPad or my MacBook Pro or my iPhone. But you're telling me that I can even take those pieces, bring them into Evernote, and then begin to file them by subject and, and create folders and a lot of organization that may be missing in other applications. Sure. I, I mean, I, I, one of the things I've observed um, over all these years is that it's human nature to want to organize what's important to us. We we all have some desire. Now, whether we're successful at it, it's another story, right? But the we all want to organize, and the kind of the common basic for most people in business is some kind of a folder, right? It could be the old manila folder in our, in our pull-out drawer. It could be a folder on your desktop, whether it's Mac or it's a PC. Um, we, we like to store things. I, you know, I'm a big fan, as an example, of Post-it notes. And I got to tell you, it's been a lifelong challenge and struggle for me. How do I organize Post-it notes? I can't. They're a mess, and I usually end up losing them, or they become um, so far outdated. They're a month or two old, and that stack of the sticky notes is now buried somewhere, and it ends up usually getting tossed. With Evernote, you'll never lose that information. Yeah, so did, so did you make the transition to online Post-it notes, the kind that pop up on your screen? Did you do that? I did. In fact, you know, it's it's one of the ways. Um, and what's really funny is a lot of a lot of other companies have figured out the power of Evernote, and so they're now partnering. So, as an example, the you know the ever popular uh, Post-it note from 3M, they now have a version that they market specifically designed to take advantage of the extra capabilities of using Post-it notes with the Evernote program. And you actually, there's some other benefits to doing that, which we can get into if, if you think the audience is interested in. But yeah, the ability to actually capture those. So as an example, I can use a certain one of these post-it notes. I can take a picture of that post-it note on my phone. So I don't even have to be at my desktop to do that. Store it up to the appropriate folder within Evernote. And again, it will keep that image. But if I choose to, and I'm using the appropriate um, device, in this case, like a, one of the iPad notes for Evernote, mm-hmm. it'll convert that information to text. Wow, that's that, crazy. Yeah, it's and 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that once you get to use it, again, the, the recommendation strongly is just take it a step at a time. Identify one thing you want to get good at or store or keep forever in the memory and just do that one. The other things will come as you get more comfortable with using it. Now, let, let's talk a, a little bit about, uh, let, me, let me go in a different direction with a salesperson. So, you know, typically salespeople are using a CRM tool of some kind and they're keeping a lot of information in a certain area. But it's a little more limited than what you're talking about, if I understand you correctly, because I can take website shots, I, I can record audio, I can move notes around, and I could put it in a folder for, say, one of my large accounts and keep all of that in one place. Is, is there any crossover in CRM, or how do, you, how do you see that working up against a CRM package where I'm already required to, you know, to keep notes and to send emails out of it and those kinds of things? Sure. Well, and it's it's a great example. The power of what what's we're all experiencing and living through right now with this rapid change in technology is the the beauty of Evernote is it's digital and it's online in the cloud, as most CRM tools are today. So, yes. generally speaking, if it's done in one tool, I can connect it through additional tools to automatically connect. So, in bottom line is what I do in CRM can move over to Evernote, but usually it's the other way around. What I store in that folder for that specific customer in Evernote can automatically be made available, either moved physically over through the Ethernet or can be available through linking so that when I'm in my CRM tool and I I want to click on maybe the last photograph of a whiteboard, let's say, in a meeting that had a great design for my new network I'm building, let's say, if I'm in network engineering. Sure. I can, in my CRM tool, click on that link, which opens up the photo that I took from my phone that's saved in the folder in Evernote for that client. Wow. I mean, that's the power of this stuff. That's pretty incredible because you know, one of the things that you know very well because of your background in selling is the last thing you want to do is pile on more administrative tasks or more steps in those tasks for salespeople because they're going to fight that. Absolutely. And I, I'm convinced it's one of the reasons why all of us in sales hit those you know, proverbial sales slumps, right? It's we get busy. We're not, we're not being lazy usually, but we're usually just overly busy with tedious, repetitive work. And we're either looking for things, trying to get things done. There's so many tasks that we know that we should be doing that we try to do them all. And as a result, we end up failing on the really key piece, which is maybe that next customer face-to-face meeting or the follow-up or the thank you note or a recollection of the important information that we maybe discussed three months ago that I've completely forgotten about. Absolutely. No longer the case with Evernote. He's Miles Austin. We're talking X's and O's, and this week, the tool of choice is Evernote. All right, before we get out of here, let's, let's, let's do another application. Let's say I have a small company, maybe 10 or 15 or 20 employees, you know, decent amount of revenue. Is this a tool that w- would benefit me in any way? Absolutely. If, if collaboration is important to you, as an example, that's one of the first reasons you might want to do an upgrade after you've gotten comfortable with Evernote. As a business leader or business manager, um, collaboration amongst that team is really critical. So the ability, when you do an upgrade, roughly it's like $10 a month, you can upgrade to the business package. And that then gives you the ability to share pieces or entire folders with other people in a team that you designate. So you might have, as an example, a personnel folder in Evernote as the, the leader, the executive leader of that, of that organization, and you might have one for your 
your mid-level management team, and each person has a folder, and that might be shared with your HR department. No one else has access, but you and they have access to that information. Maybe you have um, a session that you're working with outside investors. Uh, I find, very honestly, I use it a lot when I have business partners um, that I have that I use outside companies that I partner with to accomplish certain business objectives for my clients. The ability to have a folder with that person's name is really critical. Right. And and I'm thinking here as as you're going along, I'm I'm thinking in terms of projects and perhaps even project management. I have someone in the field that takes pictures on their iPhone and we need to drive it into that Evernote folder that's a collaborative folder on on an individual project. That seems to me like an ideal place to use that tool. 100% true. I can tell you of clients that I have that are in the insurance business and the adjuster shares the same folder that the agent who shares the same folder with the processing people and the claims people. And the agent in the field snaps that photo, even those videos, hits the button, it goes automatically to the Evernote folder, the sales rep puts his or her notes on it, forwards it on to the claims processing people and guess what happens? That thing gets forwarded and all of a sudden there's a check going off to a client and they're copied on that email so they know the process and guess what? There's no human interaction. It's all connected one step to the next all because a, an adjuster in the field went out and took a picture of that, call, of that uh, damage to your vehicle. Yeah, that that's that is a great application, and I can see it really being used to improve customer service. Simply because many times something that goes on in the field, someone may get back to the office late or just simply forget to pass on a particular document or or image or something that's important, and it delays the response to the customer. This could really be a great tool for that. Absolutely. In fact, I have um, I have a photographer um, that has a, a really successful family photography business, and when he stores all these different things and photos, etc., and there'll be times when the customer will say, you know, what do we have? And they go buy their photo packages. But as an example, I just watched th- this current scenario where they had a they photoed a one year anniversary of a newborn, mm-hmm. and I said, and in our conversation, well, so how do you keep track? He said the truth was. When I photoed that newborn infant a year ago, it was in Evernote stored with a ticker that said, send me a reminder 30 days in advance. So that before that one-year anniversary of that newborn's birth comes up, an automatic note to me, a flag that said, hey, by the way, maybe they want that first-year birthday party to be photographed. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. An unpaid assistant. How about that? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And you don't ever have to give them an increase. (laughs) Hey, I am sold. I'll be checking out Evernote. Folks, you got to give it a run. Uh, You can find them at evernote.com. One last thing, Miles, you kind of gave me a little tease during the break. You were talking about how to get three months of free business uh, or the premium side of Evernote for free. Talk a little bit about that. Yep, there's a couple ways. The way that I use it most, I haven't paid for a premium account now for over a year, and that is that one of the um, partnerships that they have is with a, a company called Moleskin, M O L E S K I N E dot com, and they make those little notebooks that a lot of us have used over the years, and they have a special edition of that Moleskin notebook that is designed and in partnership with Evernote. And if you use that notebook and you buy that notebook and you keep notes in it and it transfers it all to Evernote, but by buying that notebook, it activates automatically a free three-month premium membership. And unless you're not using it that frequently, but I go through you know a notebook or two a month, so um, I've never run out because I buy the next one and I got another coupon for another three months. By the way, uh, the 3M company is doing the same thing with a one-month or a three-month 
upgrade the premium if you buy the post-it notes or even if you buy that little quad holder that they advertise uh, and promote for Evernote as well to hold four different colors of them. Mm-hmm. You get a three-month upgrade on that to premium as well. All right, very good. That's all good stuff from Miles Austin, talking X's and O's here in the business locker room. Miles, appreciate it very much. We'll catch you next week. Looking forward to it. All right, the music means that we're on our way out with another edition of the Business Locker Room. That's going to do it for today's show. Special thank you to Danny Cahill. What a fantastic interview with him. Great to have him on board to talk about his new venture. You can find it at simplyloseit.com, and you want to follow him at, at Danny Cahill one And also, of course, special thanks to Miles Austin for coming on and talking about Evernote. You can get much more information about Evernote and a lot of the other tools that we talk about, including Refresh from last week, on our website, bizlockerroom.com. Thanks to Michael Sergit. He's our engineer back in the studio. Special thanks to Brandy Jackson, our executive producer. Great to have you on board. I'm Kelly Riggs. I'll see you next week here in the Business Locker Room. Thanks for joining the Business Locker Room with your host, Kelly Riggs. Kelly will be back again next week for more business-building content and conversation for your playbook. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel for another edition of The Business Locker Room. Remember, business is a competition. Play to win. Play to win.